Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, you guys. How are we doing? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. If you are watching me on YouTube right now and you see me like constantly playing with my hair, I'm trying to get myself to be like a ponytail girly. It's not really happening because I just feel like I look like a toddler. So like I can't stop touching it and like trying to fix it. So if that bothers you, I understand it bothers me too, but it's just I'm training my brain. So that's what's going on right now. I hope you guys are having a great week. It is almost Friday, almost the weekend. It has actually been such a beautiful week here in Nashville. The weather is gorgeous. It's sunny. It's warm. And it's really reminding me about summer and like why. I Okay. Well, no, let me back up. I used to be like an I hate summer girly. And you might be shocked. You're probably not. But anything like cold, ice, like winter, any excuse to stay inside, anything like that was like my jam. So any like reason to go outside of the house was like not something that I viewed as like a positive or like something that I viewed as like an enjoyable thing or something that I should be looking forward to because I'm such a homebody. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that there can be beauty in all things and both things can exist at the same time. I can love winter and love staying inside, but also love summer and like I don't know. We've just like at my house currently what's happening in my household is me and Hayden will just like grab a glass of wine and sit on our porch and it just feels like summer and it's so nice and I'm just loving it. So this week has actually been a very good week and I feel like the weather also just helps with like your mental so much and living in Southern California if you didn't know I'm from San Diego and I lived there for like the past 15 years before I moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago before living here I didn't really realize like seasonal depression because we're so spoiled in California and we just you know at least for me I just never really experienced seasonal depression and then I moved to Nashville and I remember having a conversation with my mom about a year ago and just saying like I never knew that this existed like this whole you know your moods and vibes being affected by the seasons it's such a real thing and so the first glimpse that I get of like summer and warm weather I'm like holding on to it for dear life I will say though Nashville has been very weird lately with its um weather has been very temperamental very very moody um can't decide what it wants and it'll be like last week it was like cold and like 35 and this week tomorrow's gonna be 78 so really testing the waters here a little bit not really sure what the vibe is but I'm not complaining I'm very very happy about it so now that I've given you the Nashville weather report you might be looking at the title of this episode thinking Savannah did we not just do this last week am I having deja vu um no you are not or you might be but I'm going to explain to you why so last week if you don't know we did a what would Sav do what would Sav do is when you guys write in your you know whatever's going on in your life your issues your problems what you need fixed solved you send it to me 
I tell you what I Sav hey hi hello would do and we did these last week and you guys had so many we try to do these once a month or I try to do these once a month and I didn't realize like I, I don't know I just I guess I just didn't realize that you guys have a lot going on right now and I feel like that's I feel like everyone does kind of I don't know I've just been seeing like my friends and like social media on like TikToks and stuff everyone's been talking about how these past few weeks have felt very turbulent so I think maybe it's just something in the air and in the water but what I also didn't realize when filming that video last week is that so many of you had sent in what would sav do's to my actual inbox on the my thoughts exactly Instagram which if you're not following it go follow it but what I didn't realize is that so many of you were sending me just like these long paragraphs for what would Sav do that didn't fit in the, that didn't fit in the question box on Instagram. And so when I found that out a couple days ago, I just, I felt really bad, honestly, just because I didn't realize it. And I don't know, I just, I don't want anyone to feel excluded or left out in these types of episodes because we're all going through shit and we all want to be heard and, you know, seen and validated and that's what I like to do here and just give you my perspective on things and so I want to go through and go back to the ones that I missed previously and then I also asked you guys on Instagram I just threw it out there like 30 minutes ago asking you guys if anyone had any other ones that they just wanted to throw in last minute again not really thinking that you would nope I was wrong very very wrong again something is in the air something is in the water Not sure what's going on, but I am here to save the day. Have no fear, Sav is here. I am here. So again, if you are not following the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page, make sure you are so that way you never miss another what would Sav do because apparently we do these quite often here. (laughs) I feel like every video in a sense is like a what would Sav do because it's me and I'm sitting here telling you my thoughts on certain things. But yeah, I don't know. I was not expecting you guys to have so many just from the past 30 minutes. What is going on, you guys? Okay, but we're going to go back into the original ones that I missed last week, and then we'll move into some of the ones that you guys have for this week. Okay, first one. What would you do if your husband messaged a girl 11 days after you gave birth to our first child for naked pictures and you found the messages I would probably commit a felony um I that well first of all I am so sorry because that is so not okay on so many different levels and I can only imagine the hurt that you're feeling right now like this is supposed to be a time in your life where you know there's already so many different feelings and emotions that are happening and the last thing that you need or that you deserve to have to experience is this like this is supposed to be like the best time like when you have a new baby like I I mean I wouldn't know but I feel like from what I've heard even though it is like a you know it's not a linear road it's definitely one that comes with a lot of different emotions and something that you shouldn't have to deal with is that um what would I do I would kick him out of the house if that's not an option which I feel like it should be but I know for everyone that's not entirely an option I would confront him I would (laughs) I don't know there's a laundry list I'm apprehensive because I feel like there's a laundry list of things that I would do that I probably can't say I would call it like it is I would ask him what the fuck he was thinking I would ask him why he thinks that that's okay and I you know you know it's not even as much going into that conversation 
Like it's not as much of how you're going to approach him. I feel like what you have to do prior to that having that conversation is figuring out what the outcome you want of that conversation to be because I feel like more than likely when guys get caught in situations like this, they just apologize and they're so sorry and I'll never do it again and I can't believe I ever did that. I was so wrong. Da, 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 da. In my opinion, I would sit with yourself first. I'm sure you already have. I'm sure this has been racking your brain. And this was sent to me on February 27th. It's March 7th now. So I'm sure that, you know, something has transpired with this. But if this were me, I would have a conversation with myself asking myself what I wanted out of the conversation, whether that was reconciliation, whether that was to break up. There's a lot of factors in this, especially because now you have a newborn baby and it's like, why why does it's I'm so sorry I am so freaking sorry that is horrible and I would have a conversation with yourself and once you have that conversation with yourself and understand where you're at then I think that's when you go in and have the conversation with him just so you gather all your thoughts because I think it's so common like when we see things that we don't want to see we get ourselves riled up and we're like on fire ready to go guns blazing confronting them and like bam 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 and accusatory and they don't take that well not that we should really even give a you know, not that we should care, not that we should care, but I think that there is a way that this conversation needs to be approached, especially because there's a child involved. So that's what I would do. And if you want to take it one step further, if you remember, did you say, okay, he messaged a girl. If it was on Instagram, you could go on Instagram, find the girl, DM her, and just ask how long that they've been talking if like you want to know. And then you have more information going into the conversation to be like, I know that you've been doing this for X amount of time because he's probably going to say it was a one-time thing and it'll never happen again because that's literally what they all say. So if you wanted to do that, you could, and it could definitely give you some like ammo a little bit, give you a little bit of the upper hand, which you already have in the situation entirely, but just, you know, knowledge is power. So I think that's the approach that I would take is if I could get a hold of this girl, I would. And I would then take the information that she gave. Hopefully she comes at you in a nice, respectful way. Take the information that she gave, then sit with yourself, figure out how you want to approach it and go about it, then confront him. That is the sequence of events and how I would do it. Good luck. I'm so sorry. Okay, next up. What would Sav do? I'm seeing my ex at a mutual friend's wedding in a few months. This is the first time we are seeing each other face to face in two years. I fell head over heels for him, but we haven't spoken nor seen each other since the breakup. Well, <laughs> they say that weddings are a great place for reconciliation. I've also heard that weddings are a great place for hookups. Not that I would know personally, and I, I know this is not one of those like, oh, my friend, but it's really you. No, I have no idea. But I've heard that that's a great place for reconciliation. Um, I think personally, you know, it's been two years. I am trying to think, you know, I've been broken up with my ex for about three years. Um, if I were to go to a wedding and he was there, I think I would just avoid him at all costs. But that's because I like physically get ill when I hear his name but for you that doesn't seem like the case for you you kind of seem like 
you're a little bit into it. I don't know. You just said that this is the first time that you guys have been seeing each other in two years and you fell head over heels for him, but you haven't spoken nor seen each other since the breakup. But again, I guess it all just depends on how you guys ended because if you ended on a bad note, then I would just avoid the entire night. That's possible to do. I mean, it's, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation that you're going to have to be in the same room with him. But at the end of the day, it's been two years. If you don't want to communicate with him, you don't have to. And that's just how I would go about it. But if it's one of those things where you're kind of like teetering the line a little bit, then, you know, maybe go up and say hi, offer to get him a drink or like ask him to get, yeah, no, don't offer to get him a drink. Ask him to get you a drink and like quote unquote catch up, you know, you get the vibes what would sav do my closest friend and i are in very different stages of our lives i have a house been at my job for two years i consider myself really mature for 22 years old she on the other hand hasn't held a job in over a year doesn't have any responsibilities or goals and only ever complains about where she is in life i find myself wanting to give her some tough love and tell her to get her shit together but i don't because what she does with her life isn't really my business and doesn't affect me but i'm overhearing her complain all the time what would sav do is it worth having a conversation with her or do I just distance myself from her? Um, personally, I would just distance. I feel like you've made it really clear that, you know, you guys just have different morals and values at this stage of life. And it's okay. Like, it is so okay for friendships to change. It is so okay to get to a point where, you know, you go, you're going to have different friends in your life or different stages of your life. And what I mean by that is that the friends that are like your party and going out friends, like they might not be the same friends that you have once you like settle down, have a job, like get the house, you know, the whole nine. And that's okay. It's okay to drift apart from friendships. And you don't want to be surrounding yourself with someone who's constantly just bringing in negativity and negative energy, which you just basically have summed it up that you sound like you're over it and that it's not something that you want to really tolerate in your life anymore, which is understandable. I really don't see the need for a conversation. I think that if she wants to complain, then she's just going to complain. And that's just kind of how it is. And so she can do that, but you don't have to be around for it is essentially what I'm trying to say. And, you know, if she ends up texting you or asking, you know, why the friendship is faded, then you can give her the answer of, you know, I just am trying to focus on myself. And I feel like whenever I'm around you, you are constantly complaining and, you know, bringing in negative energy. And I don't want you to feel like you can't confide in me or be honest or vent or whatever. But there gets to a point where, if it's constant negativity with no change, then that's just a little bit draining to be around. And that's honest and that's truthful. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a bad person. I think that sticking around and feeling frustrated by her and irritated by her and annoyed by her, that's really not going to do you any favors. And it's only going to kind of pent up more and more resentment over time. So I would just slowly but surely distance. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay. My boyfriend of two years, we're living together. He went out with the boys one night and never came home. He ghosted me for 24 hours before sending me a text to break up with me, to which he then moved in with a new girl who knew about me. Three months after the breakup, he got back with me and fooled both of us by saying he wasn't talking to the other. After six months of back and forth, the other girl reached out and found out the whole truth from me and stayed with him. What would Sav do? Um, Wish her the best of luck. <laughs> I think that you did the best thing for yourself. I think that, you know, you got out of a situation that clearly wasn't serving you and got yourself out of a relationship with a liar and no one ever wants that. No one ever deserves that. It's not good for anyone. If, and if she wants to do that, if she wants to, you know, have that type of a person in her life, choose to date a person like that, all you can really do is wish her the best of luck and like, don't let the door hit either of them on the way out. I think that, you know, it's, I feel like it's frustrating sometimes in situations like this because you want to be like, oh, girl power, like fuck him, whatever. He screwed us both over. So we're going to like, you know, we're going to confront him and link arms and whatever. But then typically one of those people, one of the girls in this situation always flips. I don't know. I just feel like I see that more often than not. And as frustrating as it is, because I feel like it's frustrating on a bunch of different levels. I feel like it's frustrating because you're like, how are you going back to him? Like, I thought we hated him. Like, we had a pact. Like, what the hell? And it's also frustrating just because that's the person that you were with being with someone else that you've communicated. It's just messy. The whole situation is messy. But if I were you, I would be so freaking happy that that is not your mess anymore. This is someone else's mess. She can deal with it. He, I guarantee you that this will not be the last time he tries to pull, you know, two girls at once or multiple at once. I think that this is going to be a reoccurring thing, but it's not your circus and it's not your monkeys anymore. It's their circus and their monkeys. So, that's what I think. I think that you, I think you got off real good. I think that you are in the best situation. I think out of all three of the, like all the three players in this story, you have won. You have won. So if I were you, I would just wipe my hands of the situation. And I think it's really shitty. I can't even imagine if like I'm trying to actually put myself in the situation in the position of if Hayden went out with his guys for one night, did not come home and did not text me for 24 hours, you, I would file a police report. Like I would be at the police station filing a missing persons report. I would be shutting the city down. I would find his ass so freaking quick. And for him to send you a text to break up with you, I just think that this is so like, that's just such so low. Like, I feel like that's such a low life thing to do. And like, I just keep on saying, I just think that you are in the best position out of any of the three players in this game. I think now you can focus on yourself. You don't have to worry about this. It's just been messy. And I think that you should just put it in your rear view. Keep moving forward.
What would Sav do? I dated a guy I've known since kindergarten, all through high school. He was and is the love of my life. We always said we would be together when we got older and when the time was right for us, but recently his best friend hit me up and has been talking to me, flirting and really wanting to be sweet, and he said that he really wanted us to date, but I don't know what to do. Do I risk ruining mine and my high school boyfriend's relationship by dating his friend? Because what if he is the one? I'm so confused. I've not just been waiting for us to get together at the right time. I've dated other people in the meantime, but none of them are him. Also, the high school boyfriend's family and my family are super close, so I don't want to ruin that either. Help. Um, You know, I think that from one girl who's dated her high school boyfriend and all of his friends to another, I don't recommend it. I really don't. It just makes things messy. It's fun, but it's just messy. And if this is someone that you're actually serious about and like, you know, don't want him to be the one that got away and you're so you've kind of like created that image in your mind, I would not date the best friend Um, I did it because I knew that my high school boyfriend was not the one, so it didn't matter to me. But for you, who seems to have this pretty strong feeling that he could be and that you guys are going to reconcile in the future, whether or whether or not that happens, and I agree, I don't think you should wait around for anyone. I just don't, I don't think that it's gonna, I don't know, I just don't think that it's gonna do anyone any good. You know, I just think it is going to make things weird. I think it is going to make things awkward and I just wouldn't touch it. It's just, you know, if you guys have that respect for each other, which you say that you do and you described him in such a bright light and I feel like if that's the case and you still do view him as like this really incredible person that you have respect for, I wouldn't go for the best friend. Just my opinion. If you wanted to be toxic, I would say go for the best friend, but that's just not the vibe that I'm getting for your message. So I would just say, no, don't go for the best friend. There's a hundred fish in the sea and you'll find another one. Okay. What would Sav do? I'm currently in my hoe phase trying to not, (laughs) sorry, currently in my hoe phase and trying to not get into anything, but some guys are making me second guess it. Okay. Here's the thing. A little backstory story time. My last relationship when that ended I was I don't want to say I was in my hoe phase because I think I've always been a relationship girl and so I was just in my situationship phase like I think I had five or six situationships more or less before I met Hayden so I was just I very much am like a situationship like queen so I love a good situationship not really it's terrible for your mental health but at the time I was like you know that was kind of what I dictated as like my hoe phase um And then when I moved to Nashville, I was so done with the situationships and I was like, I'm just going to be single and be in my hoe phase and da 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 da, whatever. Long story short, I then met Hayden. And had I committed to this, I'm just going to be single and in my hoe phase era, I would not be living in a house with a dog and a boyfriend. (laughs) Granted, I know that's probably not what your ideal situation is right now. But what I'm saying is that if you are feeling feelings for someone like if you have feelings for someone if you feel emotions developing let yourself explore that don't cut yourself off from it I feel like as humans we are programmed 
to feel emotions. And I feel like as a society over the past couple of years, we've been taught to just not have them and to not allow ourselves to feel them. And I think that that is mind blowing and like honestly a little bit frustrating because how are we supposed to develop anything with anyone? How are we supposed to like enjoy life for all that it is when we're just being taught to shut off our emotions because God forbid we're vulnerable for once. Like I understand, you know, being single and being in a hoe phase and like having that mindset and like going out and being crazy, whatever, and do it, do it all and enjoy it and be in that phase. But if you find someone that you're like, I kind of feel something there explore those feelings. It is scary. It is uncomfortable. But when the feeling is there, don't close yourself off from it. I feel like you would be doing such a disservice for yourself if you close yourself off to those feelings. That's my personal opinion. What would Sav do? I'm trying to find the one, but always never do. You guys, I could literally make a whole episode about this and I think I actually will. I can see the title now. Um, it is so, so easy to feel like, and I'm not put, trying to put words in your mouth, but it's just, it's so easy. I Because when I had this feeling of like, what is wrong? Like, I remember specifically um, after so many failed relationships and so many failed situationships and all of that, I remember specifically I was having a conversation with my friend and she said to me, after one of these situationships ended, she said, I don't want you to feel like you are the problem or that there's something wrong with you. She said, I don't know why, but the guys you're picking are just not the ones for you. They don't see your value. They don't see your worth. And all of this and all this time that you put in and all the effort is leading up to someone who will take what they couldn't do and do it, not only just do it, period, but do it 10 times better than you could ever imagine. And I remember when she said that, it's just like, I literally, I remember I started crying because it's so easy when you're just constantly, you know, you're going on dates and you're meeting all these people and it's easy to feel like something's wrong. It's easy to feel like you're not doing something right. It's easy to feel like, you know, you are almost like a failure almost like everyone around me has relationships everyone I know is like talking to someone and like you put yourself out there time after time after time again just to get shot down again and again and again so why would you want to keep doing it I totally understand like why our society has made it so we're all very closed off because everyone you know constantly puts herself puts themselves out there and then just gets shut down and something I think that is really important to remember, a couple things. First off, I truly believe that when you are like actively searching for the one, you're never really going to find them. And I don't mean like don't get on the dating apps and like whatever. Like I did all of that. Everyone I know does all of that, like goes on the apps and does the stuff and, you know, goes on dates with the people. But like, the true one that is meant for you, I believe, is going to happen when you least expect it. I believe that, you know, I I personally, and not to get like too, like, I don't know, weird about it, but I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like a plan is already set in place and I feel 
comfort knowing that. And so when I was going through those feelings of like, why is this not happening for me? And when is it going to happen for me? When I sat back and thought, okay, there is a plan. There is a purpose. You know, I have to go through all of this for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Even though it doesn't really take a lot of the pain away, it did add some comfort because I got to be like, okay, these aren't working out, but I'm not regretting any of it. And and I think that that's super important because I think oftentimes it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I just, I should have never done this or I should have never done that. It's like, don't regret putting yourself out there. Don't regret putting your feelings out there and putting time and effort into other people. That just means you're a good freaking human. And oftentimes it's so easy to be like, again, it like just regret those choices and those decisions. But I really feel like you should just be proud of yourself for being a good person and being able to open up so many times. I think that that is so, I just, I don't know. I think that that's a really beautiful thing because I think that again, in a society and a culture that's so like anti-feelings right now, like I just think that being able to put yourself out there is something that should be celebrated. And so what I would say is stop trying to find the one. Enjoy dating enjoy being in this era of being single because there's going to be a time when the one is going to come around and then you're going to be in it and it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing but enjoy the chapter of your life that you're in now and stop or try to refrain I should say because I know it's not that easy to just stop but try to refrain from you know, jumping five chapters ahead or three chapters ahead or one chapter ahead. You can meet your person tomorrow and enjoy where you're at right now. That's what really helps me or helped me in the past was just, you know, enjoying each day, day by day, knowing it is going to happen. At some point, you will meet that person. But for right now, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to enjoy being single and I'm going to enjoy this chapter of my life. I want to sleep with him, but I don't want to get attached or lose the connection we have. Help. Okay. My true, honest opinion on this is that it does not matter. And I know I've said this before and I've gotten backlash on it before, but I stand by this. If this is your like person, if this is the one and you sleep with them, whether first date, second date, third date, fourth date, five months in, six months in, you're married, whatever. If you sleep with them, if that is truly like someone that you have a genuine connection with, who cares about you, who you both are on the same page, sleeping with them is not going to change it. I don't know. I've, I've said that before and I've gotten some backlash on it just because I think that, you know, everyone encourages waiting and you know prolonging the game and by all means do it like do whatever makes you more comfortable and you didn't even necessarily put a timeline on it I guess I did um but I truthfully believe that your person whether that be for the moment or for the lifetime if that is someone who cares about you and your connection is genuine and legit if you sleep with them, it shouldn't change anything. I say shouldn't in italics. And I feel like you need to also trust yourself a little bit and trust, you know, I know it's hard, which is hard to do in a situation like this because it's not up 
to you entirely. There's another person involved. But I do think that when you trust yourself, like trust yourself enough to know that you're picking a good person, you know, and granted, everyone can change their true colors at the flip of a dime. However, trust yourself enough to know that you're going into a situation with this person that you care about, that you are putting trust into. And if you feel confident that they are also doing the same thing, then allow yourself to be in that moment and allow yourself to do what it is that you want to do. And if this is someone who decides to change their colors afterwards and flips up and switches up and whatever, then they weren't worth your time anyways, but don't regret it. It's a lesson learned and you move on and you're going to be okay. That's the thing. You're going to be okay no matter what. Repeat after me. You are going to be okay no matter what. And I just know from personal experience, like I've had, you know, times where I've just, okay, we'll be very candid. I've had times where I've slept with people on the first date. I've had times where I've made people wait down the line. And surprisingly enough, it's the people that I made wait down the line that always ended up being messier, that always ended up changing and like flipping up and switching. You just got to trust your instincts. That's all it really comes down to. How would you stop comparing yourself to other girls, especially your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> I know a thing or two about this. Um, so luckily, I am currently with someone who constantly reassures me, constantly tells me how pretty I am, how beautiful I am, how much he loves me. And I never really th thought that I was a words of affirmation girly until I met him. And he follows it up with, you know, like, I just, I believe him and I know it. And granted, I don't always see myself in the light that he sees me and I wish that I did. But what I try and remind myself in those times of comparison is that, you know, a couple things. He wouldn't be with me if he didn't love me, if he didn't think that I was beautiful inside and out, if he didn't, you know, respect me, he wouldn't be with me. Also, their relationship didn't work out for a reason, not to be petty, but their relationship didn't work out for a reason. So there's no good at me sitting here and shitting on his ex just because she's his ex. And something that I've kind of switched up in my mind a little bit, I used to be like, I don't, not that I used to be anti this thought process, but I just never really thought about it before. And then a couple years ago, my friends and I started talking about it and I just, I don't know, it just kind of shifted my perspective. I want my boyfriend to have had pretty ex-girlfriends. I don't know. I just do. I like the fact that my boyfriend has good taste. I like that. And so when I see that he has dated people in the past that are pretty, I like that. I don't know. Is that weird? Is that like a weird thing to say? I don't know. I feel like it's not. My friends and I talk about it and like, I don't think it's like a weird thing. But when it comes to comparison, I think that it's important to remind yourself that that was just, that was before you. Because you could sit there all day and compare and you could stare at pictures and go on the Instagram and just look, 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 and you're going to compare. You'll always compare. But when I shift, when I shifted my perspective, I didn't do it to sound shallow. I did it to kind of make myself also feel good. Like, okay, like if, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it helps me too, in a way, just to think like, okay, 
he's dated pretty people and now he's dating me. And so instead of comparison, it kind of lifts me up a little bit. Does that make sense? I feel like we need to go on to the next one because I feel like I'm not making sense and you guys are going to look at me like I'm insane. Um, Okay. Weirdly enough. Okay. So we were actually going to end on that one, but one long message just came in and we're going to end on this one. She says, I'm a freshman in college, an hour and a half away from my boyfriend of two years, who is a senior in college. We have been doing what I like to call mid-distance because we do see each other most weekends. This transition has been extremely hard for me because I have noticed the maturity levels are not the same. He plays a lot of sports and is living his high school dream while I am at a level where I am settled down, moved out of the house, and don't have authority from my parents anymore. I have noticed that this has caused problems and I honestly felt like I'm waiting on him to grow up hoping next year he will figure it out. I don't party. I don't go to bars out of respect for him because he said it makes him uncomfortable. I am also the person to drive on most weekends to attend his sports events and to see him. I love this relationship and he treats me really great, but I am completely over the high school scene and don't enjoy going home for any other reason other than getting to see him. I want to be able to experience college by going out and making memories, but I also don't want to put our Okay, so senior is not senior in college. Senior is senior in high school. Got it. Okay, continuing. I want to be able to experience college by going out and making memories, but I also don't want to put our relationship in jeopardy. I've noticed this is making my mental health plummet. I feel like I am holding myself back from enjoying college and doing the things I want to do. He's going to attend the same college as me next year, which makes me want to wait to see if he will grow up a bit. But when I've tried to talk to him about how I felt, he responds with, I guess you're going to have to deal with it and never... No, and never really hears me out. Sav, help. I can't keep playing the waiting game, but I also don't want to lose this relationship because we have planned our future around each other and have so much to look forward to. Dude, okay. No, 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 no. I was kind of like team wait and figure it out until he said, I guess you'll have to deal with it. That sentence in and of itself just shows the lack of maturity and shows the lack of compromise. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, especially one, it's mid-distance, long-distance, I don't care, that comes with a certain level of compromise. It comes with a certain level of, you know, communication. And because he's your boyfriend of two years and, you know, you love each other so much and you've had all these plans for your future and whatnot, to me, I would feel like if someone truly loves you, like they are allowed to have their, you know, I don't want to say insecurities, but kind of, and their worries and concerns and not wanting you to go out to bars and whatnot, but they should be wanting you to like have that experience. Am I wrong? I feel like they should be encouraging you to like fulfill your freshman year of high school to the fullest and to like live that out as much as you can before he gets there. Like to me, I feel like the conversation shouldn't be like, I guess you'll have to deal with it then. I feel like it should be like, you know what, babe, you're right because we're always right. <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Um, but something along the lines of what can I do to help? Like, how can I make you feel more comfortable? Or how can I, what can I do to like make this better for the both of us? Not, I guess you'll have to deal with it then. I think, again, that just shows such a lack of immaturity and a lack of really understanding what the root of the issue is. And honestly, I mean, you could wait I feel like if it were me, I, if it were me, what would I do? If it were me and I had been dating someone for two years and they were coming to the school in a couple months, I would probably 
wait, which I feel like is the unpopular opinion. I would have a conversation with him again and I would say, listen, I'm just feeling, you know, these are my worries. These are my concerns. These are how you could help and let me know what I could do to help. Like, let's have a conversation as two adults because he's about to go to college. He's about to leave high school and his little high school, you know, fulfilling his little high school dream is no one's going to care about that anymore. No one will. And so you're going to get to college and then what? So I think it's important to have a conversation about, you know, until that time comes, until we're both in college, until we're both at the same school, what can we do to try and navigate the next couple months of our relationship so we're both feeling comfortable and happy and secured? And, you know, I know it doesn't really sound like you are worried about like worried about anything when it comes to him or your relationship, but I feel like that's the segue to open up into being like, listen, like uh, you're always going out to like these parties and you, you know, I just feel like sometimes you don't hear me out and I feel like sometimes we're disconnected just because I am out on my own and you're not. And so it's hard for me to navigate that in my brain sometimes. Like, do you understand where I'm coming from? And if he gives you some bullshit, like I guess you're going to have to deal with it then, then I think maybe it's time to reconsider the relationship. I always say that you can't get super upset or mad if you haven't expressed the problem, which I know that you have, but I feel like you just got to do it like one more time. And I say that because this is a two year long relationship that I can tell just by reading from that, like that you don't really want to let go of and that you don't want to because you guys have been together for so long. You've created a future and whatnot. But I also think that you can understand that you're at a point where this is going to be pivotal, where you guys are either going to make it work and continue or you're not. Um, So I would have another conversation and hopefully he gives you the respect of having a mutually beneficial, communicative, open conversation. And if he doesn't, then I think it's actually time to reevaluate. So that's what Sav would do. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I will be back next week with a brand new episode that will not be a What Would Sab Do? I promise. I'll be back next week. I'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.